Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much uh, for joining me this morning. Lots to talk about, lots to take in from the last 24 hours of news. Of course, we had uh, the budget with Rishi Sunak yesterday and a lot of major announcements. And um, as always, and you can see it in the front pages today, awful lot of surprise from an awful lot of people who've been uh, supporting lockdown policy throughout and say, well, why aren't we locking down sooner and longer, etc., etc.?" An awful lot of people go, really? What? Now we have to pay for it? Really? What a what a shocker. What a surprise. I know. I mean, as if as if we thought this is all going to come for free. Uh, so we're going to be talking an awful lot about that. Uh, and of course, uh, quite a lot of uh, Nicola Sturgeon and Megan as well. But I know the top story today, of course, will be the budget and what it means for you. As I say, we are going to talk to the Chancellor, Rishi Snack himself, uh, to uh, get some down to some nitty gritty with him later in the show. First up, though, delighted to welcome my guest joining me all this morning. Leading economist, of course, he'll be shuddering at the thought of this, you know, he's Security expert Will Geddes. Good morning to you, Will. <laughs> morning, Julia. Morning. Yes, uh, what a perfect day for me to be on. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't spoken to you for ages on the show. Um, <laughs> now, let's. I mean, let, the thing is, look, you know, I, I, on a technicality, do have an economics degree, but I'm not entirely convinced that that really counts these days. Uh, looking at you, the nitty gritty of budgets, but the reality is, when we when we do look at budgets, you know, most people making a judgment about how the budget's going to affect them, whether they are actually someone running a business, whether they're self-employed, whether they're on PAYE, whether they're just, uh, uh, you know, whether they're unemployed, wherever situation or even government ministers. They're not economists. They're not experts. Um, overall, there seems to be, from the public, something like 60%, according to a SNAP poll, uh, people largely positive about the budget. But, of course, that's often before people could know how these things kick in. A lot of the front pages, the ones that haven't gone with Megan bullying claims, seem jolly cross. The Daily Telegraph, Sunak's five-year tax grab, the Times' highest tax levels for 50 years. Um, although the Sun say only way is up, uh, related to uh, the, the booze taxes. Um, but uh, the Guardian spend now, pay later. Sunak flags major tax rises as COVID bill source. Um, Daily Express write positive. Our recovery begins today, they say. Well, um, there does seem to be quite a lot of surprise from people who frankly should know better that when you basically shut down a, a national economy for a year, that you end up having to pay the bill for it. Why is everyone so shocked? Um, I, I think to a certain extent, uh, people want to try and pull apart a budget. They always will. Uh, and inevitably, we've seen this for many, many years. I think what is interesting is the unpicking of it. And you, you've raised the really valid points, which is you can't be in lockdown for as long as we have been. And 
pretty much decimate our economy and particularly small business uh, without needing to uh, start saying, well, here's the, the, the begging cap. We're going to need some of that money back. And But I think you raised some really good points, which is fundamentally it's the interest issue. Uh, and I think if interest rates do rise, we really are going to be in quite some trouble. Yeah. And, you know, Rishi was quite clever about how he positioned some of the, the tax issues which are going to be kicking in, particularly corporation tax, which uh, to a certain extent we get pretty we get hit pretty hard in this country. And this will hit the middle classes very significantly. But, you know, being not the economist, as you very rightly said, uh, someone who failed his maths O-level, twice, I should add, twice, I should add. Wow. Um, that, wow. You are a great guest for today. <laughs> it's going to take uh, it's going to take a few days of unpicking, I think, because Rishi delivered it beautifully and very slickly. But I think we really need to sort of get under the bonnet. Well, this is this is always the case, because as is always uh, the story with all chancellors when they get up and say that they announce a lot of the good stuff, you know, another billion here, a billion there. Uh, but they tend not to announce uh, where there are tax rises and uh, and when duties are going up. You hear about the duties, for instance, that are not going up like booze duties or fuel duty, but other duties uh, do end up going up. And, and, and that's the thing. You, ne you never get the full story. Um, I mean, obviously, the unpicking of it, uh, it has already started. But I mean, let's just look at some of the figures. And I think this is part of the issue is that when figures are in telephone number uh, territory, and particularly when they are in international telephone number territory, they do become meaningless, don't they? I mean, you talk to people about hundreds of thousands or millions. Now, you either live in an area where every property costs a million or you at least know some. there is a house in your local area that will uh, cost a million pounds. You, you, you understand you know, the, these numbers are meaningful. When you get into hundreds of billions, I mean, it, it is, these are, there's just a load of zeros. It's kind of meaningless. But with the total bill for the pandemic and the lockdown, because bearing in mind, largest part of the bill is for the lockdown, not for the pandemic. We need to separate those things. Lockdown is the policy to deal with the pandemic. That total bill is £407 billion. Now, again, unless you just, you know, get the printing presses out and just, you know, just pretend that that's just made up monopoly money, you do actually have to pay that back eventually. We're on very, I mean, historically low interest rates. And where there is an element where you can grow your way out of these these debts. And, uh, and if you pay it off like a war debt over decades, um, you don't see quite such a big hit. But um, nevertheless, taxes still need to go up and public spending will be cut. And what was interesting is actually there were there was a lot more money given away yesterday, bearing in mind taxpayers' money, an extra £65 billion in COVID spending to protect jobs, to boost the economy. Um, but then a promise that for the next five years, there are going to be tax rises. Now, you mentioned corporation tax, um, and that that is a crucial one. Um and there has been, an, an, I think, an acceptance that the businesses have had a lot of financial help to stay afloat um, and that businesses, therefore, would have to pay. But corporation tax on company profits is going to rise from 19 percent up to 25 percent from 2023. Um, it's the first rise, actually, uh, since, uh, well, for quite a few decades. But crucially, that's only going to go up to that top rate. The company's got a profits worth more than two more than two hundred and fifty thousand pounds a year. If you if you don't have profits of more than fifty thousand pounds a year, which is vast majority of, of companies, uh, then you're going to stick on the nineteen percent rate, and it's going to taper in between. Um, 
I mean, a, a lot of people would say, well, fair enough. You know, companies that aren't making much profit, not paying as much. Companies that make more are, are going to pay more. But there's nothing in there about an Amazon tax. There's nothing in there for the windfall taxes for all those massive big tech companies that are now a huge part of our economy. And they'll all pretend that they don't make any profit because they just move their money around perfectly legally, I'd like to say, uh, to different countries and different jurisdictions. Um, would you expect that actually, you know, we had that North Sea oil windfall tax once. What about an, an Amazon windfall tax? What about a tax to say all the people who've made huge profits as a result of the pandemic paying a bit more of their share? Yeah, you know, you, you touch on a lot of really interesting but also complex points there. Uh, in terms of the profit, this 250 grand, it really comes down to, I, I don't think it necessarily does go to just the high, higher echelon. I think the 250 grand profit is something which ultimately is going to have to be paid at some point down the line. And I think it's down to that there's a good majority of companies or a good large number of companies in this country that are going to be very important, certainly for employing people and re-engaging people into the marketplace. What we're hoping for is this kind of turbo boost of the economy once we come out of lockdown. And this is going to be certainly, I think, restricting some companies from expanding or reinvesting and certainly trying to get the economy moving by engaging and employing more employees. Yes, it helps the smaller companies get back on the ladder, but we've got to remember you're looking almost a year behind or a year ahead in terms of that corporation tax that needs to be paid. So there is a catch-up process. So companies which have obviously suffered last year, of which the vast majority have, uh, then they're in trouble. But I think there is some kind of windfall tax which needs to be invoked, but only partially. Because, again, the moment we start restricting the ultra-high net worths, the highly profitable companies, they will simply move offshore. And particularly if they're virtual companies, like the social media platforms, which don't have to necessarily register entities within the United Kingdom. They but, can but, we, but we wouldn't have we wouldn't have a higher corporation tax rate and we should take into account all the allowances. That like the, the, we'd be around the average of Western countries. I mean, they could argue with post-Brexit, right, let's go for the lowest, let's get all the big companies to come and pay here, because, you know, you know, 20 but 20% of something of, of a lot is better than 25% of a little. I mean, I mean, I absolutely get that. But but now would be the time to do that, surely. It, 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 to a certain extent, yes, but they're also going to be hitting their voter uh, group uh, to, a, to a very good proportion. And we're also going to be looking, with a, what have the, the Conservatives got now? Another two years in office before the next general election or three years? So, you know, if they hit too hard at their, their core voters, um, then, you know, that's not going to put them in a very good position. I mean, yeah. they've been hit with this pandemic. Uh, there could be questions about how they've handled it. Did they handle it well? Did they handle it badly? You know, hindsight is a wonderful thing. But if they really hit at their, their market of uh, voters uh, too hard, then I think it's pretty inevitable that they'll not have a good chance. Certainly, no, But again, it's, it's always a question at general election time uh, about your, your choices. So if if you are someone who's opposed to sort of higher tax and you think that the Tories have hit you high, if you're sitting there with Keir Starmer as the alternative, I'm, I'm not entirely sure that you necessarily would move your vote. Let's talk about, you know, most people um, in, in terms of people just on ordinary incomes, not running businesses. Um, tax free personal allowances have been frozen. So starting to paying tax at 12,570 and the higher rate threshold at 50,270. Um, now, again, we, the government, you know, is pledging no high, no income tax uh, hikes in, in terms of the actual percentage you pay. But uh, tax free personal allowances, the threshold thresholds at which you start paying tax is a big part of uh, of your of your, of your the tax take. 
If you freeze them, you don't increase them with inflation. And this has been done for years and years and years. You basically drag it. It's called fiscal drag. You drag in far more people. So uh, the 40% tax rate, which was originally aimed at people who were, you know, really the very, very, very elite, very, very, very well off people um, and would now currently, if if we hadn't had those thresholds throws frozen over all these decades, we would actually be looking at people earning around sort of 100 grand a year uh, only paying 40% tax. Everyone up to that would still be paying on, on the basic rate. Um, now, you know, it's going to be dragging in people on, you know, you know teaching, nursing, police salaries um, who are paying a marginal rate of 40 percent. Um, a lot of people perhaps won't notice that, but it is going to hit uh, two million people. Um, but um, then there is also, you know, there's an awful lot of money that, that is going out as well. Let's talk about the help that's being extended. Business rates, holidays going to continue until June, uh, which, of course, is uh, when we're supposed to be reopening properly, a 75% discount after that. Um, the Restart Green £5 billion scheme for shops uh, which have been forced to close. Uh, the VAT cut for hospitality in the tourism sectors, that's going to be extended until the end of September. Obviously, not a lot of hope there that those businesses are just going to be able to just click their fingers and get back on their feet. Uh, the stamp duty holiday... <clears throat> Really good for the housing market, uh, really good for buyers trying to get on the uh, on the ladder right now. That's going to continue until June. It was due to um, uh, end at the end of this month. And there's been a, I know there's been a real issue because I know three or four people who've been caught out by the fact that they are um, that the councils are basically non-functioning at the moment and, uh, and haven't been able to provide a lot of the paperwork they need to get their deals through. Uh, and uh, also there's a new 95 percent mortgage guarantee scheme to help first time buyers. Furlough scheme extended um, again, uh, employers paying a bit more at each stage, each month afterwards. but um, And help for self-employed, that's been extended as well. We talked that, about that on the show yesterday, an extra 600,000, although not the whole of the 3 million excluded getting some help. So, And the weekly uh, rise in universal credit, that, that the equivalent of that in a one-off payment is going to be there. So there's an awful lot of money. There's a lot of help there. I suppose the trouble is there's a lot of help, but that's, that is, still doesn't, for a lot of people, touch the size of what they really need. No, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, you, you're absolutely right. There are some really good things. Here. And I think Rishi has uh, configured this budget incredibly well, bearing in mind it was a really difficult budget to generate. You're never going to please everybody. Um, and he's hit certain areas, I think, in terms of motivating the housing market and the house purchasing market. I, I think that certainly helped. However, how many people are in a position right now after having spent uh, extended periods in lockdown within their own home, unless they really are sick of the same four walls which are around them, are going to be thinking about moving right now. So stamp yeah. duty is fine. The, the, the extension of furlough, though, that does worry me. Uh, and I think there is another mis message potentially hidden beneath that. Um, are we potentially, are they contingencing for another lockdown that we could be? I mean, I think that's what a lot of people worried about. I think the fact is that they just know that the economy is not going to bounce back immediately. We're talking about a massive bounce back next year, uh, more than 7% growth, but uh, and then going back to, to the normal figures under 2%. Um, I, yeah, um, I, whenever I hear about furlough being extended, I was think, mm, but then of course, there's no idea, there's no reason to think that any of these businesses that have been closed the best part of the year will suddenly, you know, you open up day one and everything's back to normal. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia hartley -Bruce. On Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6:30 until 10. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.